To the untrained eye, real estate is the business of shelter, of comfort, of home. But industry insiders know that just behind the curtain resides a world teeming with innovation and disruption and sometimes brutal competition. And there, in the midst of it all, stand our industry leaders, the folks with the answers to our million-dollar questions in real estate. We've got one of those leaders here for you today. I'm Jessica Edgerton. And I'm Tarko Heidinga from leading real estate companies of the world. Let's pull back the curtain. Welcome to Million Dollar Question. This is a Soulfire production. Today, we welcome Kevin Singham to Million Dollar Question. Kevin calls himself a simple boy from Penang, but the reality is that Kevin runs one of the most successful real estate agencies in Penang, Malaysia called Interrealtor Syndrome Bahart. Uh, the Interrealtor story began in 2008 when Kevin had already run a local real estate franchise for many years. Since the beginning of their establishment, the company has been led by leaders of the real estate industry with over two decades of experience who have expanded the team to where they are today. Interrealtor takes pride in the ever-growing team of professional agents and prioritizes their individual growth to become well-equipped leaders and specialists. Kevin focuses a lot on internal training based on individual development and skill enhancements for his agents. It's all about being client-centric, Kevin would say. Focusing on providing quality customer service, building relationship to ensure customer satisfaction at all times. The expertise of Kevin's and Interrealtor's leadership consists of project marketing, real estate investment consultancy, high-end residential development, and industrial and commercial property marketing. It's their goal to be the top-notch real estate professionals in Penang, and they're determined to continue leading by example as aces in the real estate. In 2022 of this year, Kevin decided to become a member of the leading real estate companies of the world, which uh, with an increasing demand from international markets to invest in Penang, Malaysia, uh, Kevin is the right partner for all real estate needs in the area. Today we discuss the ways in which Asia needs to position itself better to the world. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Kevin Singham. Hi Kevin, how are you today? I'm fine, Taco. Thank you for having me. Yes, of course. It's great to have you here. It's uh, wonderful to uh, uh, to see you and to hear you. Of course, we know each other very well. Uh, of course, from Penang. I also am based in Malaysia, in KL. Of course, we have done a lot of things with each other. Uh, but let's say before we go to the million dollar question, you know, I just want to know, and also for our listeners, right? How are things on your side of the world, right? Can you share a little bit of what is happening specifically in Penang? And maybe you also have some insights of what is happening in the market in Asia. I mean, in Penang, uh, our borders officially open on the 1st of May. So we are welcoming back a lot of uh, tourists, a lot of uh, expats. Uh, some of them have already put up their home in Penang, welcoming them back to Penang. So it's been a very busy month for us for the whole May. Uh, my agents has been, you know, uh, busy with house showing and things like that. So it's been good, you know, for us. Things are getting back to normal. Uh, the roads are crowded. Uh, you know, looks good. Things are very fairly positive for us on our side. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And overall, if you look at Asia, right? Because of course, Penang. For many people that don't know, Penang is a is a beautiful. Uh, 
a part in the northern part of, of Malaysia, right? In KL. Yeah. What, what can you tell us a little bit about Penang, right? What is Penang about? Why, why do people come to Penang? What is so special about Penang? I mean, the, the Penang, Penang, Penang is basically uh, partly an island and also uh, partly the peninsula of uh, Malaysia. But the whole, most of the economic activities are all on the island. The uh, population of the island is around 1.1 uh, million. The whole state is around 1.7 million. So it's a fairly, uh, what do you call that? Uh, you know, our, our base in our island is, uh, we have the best of everything. We have uh, multinational factories setting up uh, all over Penang. Like I shared earlier with you before, there's 300 multinational, mostly from the States, actually, in Penang. Uh, all the big names, Dell, Intel, all those uh, companies are all in Penang. And we also have, we are also known as one of the best places to retire, especially in the Southeast Asia. We've been ranked uh, throughout Asia for the top five uh, for the last couple of years. Uh, food here is good. Uh, weather is fairly consistent. We have warm weather throughout the year. And again, uh, English is widely spoken uh, in the whole state as well. Yeah. Wonderful, so, wonderful. And yeah. I, I personally love Penang. I've been there many, many times. And I would definitely I recommend to our listeners, if you go for a nice holiday to Asia or wherever you are in the world, to definitely to do a visit in, uh, in Penang. It will definitely blow your mind, especially the food, by the way. The food yeah. is just absolutely amazing in, uh, in, in Penang. But yeah. let's not talk about food. Let's talk a little bit business and let's talk mm. a little bit Asia. Let's dive a little bit deeper in today's topic, right? It's time to get to the million-dollar question. You know, uh, Kevin, in many markets in the world, you see that there's a very high demand for real estate. Uh, you know, countries like the, the USA, Canada, and many countries in Europe, and even Australia had the best two years in terms of sales and even have inventory issues to keep up with this demand. In Southeast Asia, you see a different trend where demand is not that high and oversupply seems to grow. Uh, what do you think is the main reason that through the same crisis, we see different trends in the market here in Southeast Asia, you know, and, and what do you think needs to happen to change this around Asia for markets to pick up again? I mean, for, for Malaysia, especially in Malaysia, we, we talk about uh, investment. Um, traditionally, mostly Malaysians, Malaysians in the past, uh, a lot of them, a lot of us actually, the key thing that we want to do uh, once we get a first job is to buy a property. So a lot of developers actually can capitalize on that and, you know, because there was a demand. Uh, many of us own more than one property and so on. So that, that has been the trend throughout the years where there is a false demand where people buy more than what is needed and try to rent it out to make some passive income from it. But uh, the new trend right now is that we don't see a lot of uh, the younger generation looking into buying properties instead because those days we do not have a lot of other investments. It's mainly, you know, you're looking at either you keep it in the bank or you buy real estate. But right now there's so many other things like crypto and a lot of different types of investment where the younger generation are looking into and you, you don't see the connection there. That's one, one point. And the other point is that, you know, rental return has not been, you know, as good. But once the demand has, you know, more than the, uh, the, the supply is more than the demand, you don't see a lot of, uh, you know, high rental returns in, in Penang as well. So for, in buying property. So these are the few factors that, you know, sort of stop people from going into buy property like the past. In the past, they don't think about that. They just buy and buy and buy and keep. 
So but developers are still building and building and building. So that's the issue we have, you know, in the recent years where we see inventories have gone up uh, higher than the demand. Yeah. So it's been a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine that has been a, quite a challenge for you in the in the past couple of years, right? What, what, what do you believe needs to happen, you know, maybe specifically in Asia or, or, or sorry, specifically Malaysia or, or all around Asia to, to, to solve this, right? Do we need to stop the, 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 the new developments, the new buildings, or do we need to balance out the pricing? What, what needs to happen to basically make this, this, this uh, oversupply come down again so that we have kind of a, a stronger demand in these markets? I mean, there is several things that can be done, uh, especially by the government uh, in terms of having better planning and also, you know, limiting the developers in building what is, uh, the de- what is demanded by the market instead of building something that, you know, that will yield them the best profit. So that has always been a challenge uh, to, to look for the fine balance where you're building something what the market needs. And uh, it's down to the government as well. Um, several factors, uh, you know, uh, for, for us, right, uh, land is still fairly reasonable price and there is a lot of land that is still not developed in certain part of uh, Penang. So uh, instead of building in, in where all the economic activities are, a lot of developers tend to build slightly on the outskirt just to, to, to sell things cheaply and to get more people to buy in uh, to properties at that area. So it, it has been a challenge, but again, it is down to the government to actually decide on how they want to control and curb that as well. Yes. But uh, financing in Malaysia is still fairly, uh, fairly easy. Anyone can get up to 90% of financing. So, mm-hmm. you know, government uh, needs to look into that as well to make sure that those who are buying more, you know, more than what they required, you know, probably have a lower margin compared to what they are allowed to get right now and things like yes. that. Yeah. Cooling measure, yes. it needs to be placed input into to, so that, you know, developers build what is needed in the market and not what is, uh, you know, surplus and so on. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, to, to dive deep, a little bit deeper into that, like you, you're talking about a 90% for, uh, people that can get a loan, right? How does it work for, let's say, foreign investments or foreigners coming into into Malaysia and specifically Penang, right? What what are the requirements? And is that is there a way that foreign investments can can also help solve the problem of oversupply? What do you think? I mean, uh, Malaysia or Penang in general, we are very uh, investment friendly, especially to the foreigners. Uh, getting financing is not a problem if you are from uh, countries that are have done uh, what they call it, uh, have close relation with Malaysia. So you can yeah. get up financing up to 50%. Certain countries yeah. like Singapore, you can even get up to 80% of financing. So it's still fairly uh, investor friendly. Yeah. So it is also true that we want to have uh, more investors coming in to buy up property. But the trend we do see uh, lately is that there are more uh, rentals compared to uh, sales where foreigners will come in uh, expats will look to rent uh, instead of actually buying properties here. In a way, yeah. And and do you believe that has to do with the value of the property or the return of the investment? That or that well, what is the main reason they prefer to rent first? Is that cheaper for them? I mean, it, it is definitely cheaper to rent right now. But uh, for them, right, we believe uh, a lot of them right now. The new trend is that they do not want to be staying in one country for a long time, and the option yes. of moving around 
it's easier if you're only renting a property. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Mm. Mm. Going a little bit more macro, right? So uh, I, I know that you uh, you you, lo- you love to travel, also, uh, Kevin, yeah. and uh, you know you know Asia fairly well. You you pay attention to the markets around you. What do you mm. think of all of Southeast Asia? Where where do you see this going? Do you think we we can become more competitive again when it comes to real estate investments? I mean, if you ask me in Penang in general, right, our pricing, if you are comparing with our neighboring country like Thailand, Vietnam, and uh, of course Singapore. You can see that there is still tremendous opportunity in Malaysia in terms of the upward growth of property prices and so on. And uh, this is something that we see that it is an opportunity as well. And uh, for the next couple of years, I do see uh, property prices in our part of uh, the world picking up uh, slowly yes. as well. Yeah, Especially when, when demand starts coming in and uh, supply starts going uh, lower. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. Mm. Uh, these are really some amazing points, Kevin. Thank you so much for yeah. sharing. Right. Um, Especially with the last. Actually- uh, sorry, just to add in to add in uh, the, the last two years, we hardly see any uh, new developments coming in Penang. So it's okay. merely about uh, clearing inventories and so on, things like that. So we do see that once most of the old inventories are all cleared out, uh, and uh, new developments start to come in, right? We do see uh, they would they would be. Supply will be a little bit more balanced compared compared to demand, and that's a good sign yes. as well for us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely on pricing and uh, and things like that. Um, uh, even you know because you said you know uh, Penang is mostly an island, right? Yeah. So, so eventually an island also somehow runs out of space. But I know in Penang they have a good solution for that, right? Uh, they yes. they just build. They keep on adding on pieces to the island. Is that correct? Yeah, the reclamation. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There is a few part of Penang that they have done uh, successfully done reclamation, and uh, again, the, the, but the government is still fairly strict on this. Uh, they uh, they still have very strong control on that, and they do not allow, uh, you know, unnecessary reclamation and things like that. So it's still under control. Under yeah. control. Eh? Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. So uh, Kevin, you know, uh, you focus also quite a bit on international sales, right? Uh, I know you get yeah. you get in quite some foreigners into into Penang, right? Uh, you your clients basically come from all over the world. What I heard before, how do you mm-hmm. specifically position yourself to get more awareness for Penang and 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 specifically into realtor, right? How how do they find you? What is it? How do you position yourself that they that they know who you are and how to contact you? I mean, for us, uh, there are several ways that we, we are doing that. And one of them is working very closely with the government bodies, where the state government actually do have a lot of initiative overseas, where they do promotions and things like that to, to yeah. foreign countries about Penang and what Penang has to offer. So we do write on that as well. And for us, uh, joining Leading RE, definitely, you know, for us, uh, we believe that that's one of the few platforms that we can actually reach out to uh, a wider audience to showcase what Penang has to offer to the world. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And 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 you know talking specifically Penang, but let let's talk also specifically Asia, right? Well, mm-hmm. like I said, you know there's a lot of investments going to US, uh, Europe, of course Australia. W- what does Asia have to offer or Southeast Asia because maybe Asia is a little bit too big to yeah. talk about, but yeah. so- Southeast Asia. What do you think Southeast Asia has to offer for foreign investment that that can make it so interesting? I mean, if you ask us, especially in Penang, in Malaysia, uh, cost of living is still relatively low. And uh, there, if, you, if you've been with the Malaysian news, or especially in Penang, you see a lot of multinational doing 
expansion, uh, you know, expanding their factories or acquiring new lands to build factories, especially in Penang, um, where you can get uh, very good talent, talents uh, in factories, engineers and so on. So it is still, uh, uh, what do you call that, very attractive, you know, because of the cost of living as well as the uh, talents that you can get, you know, in terms of uh, joining force you know, to, to build factories, to run a factory here in Malaysia. And our government also is fairly, uh, you know, welcoming to foreign investors. Uh, there's a lot of uh, tax exemption, you know, given to foreign country, uh, uh, foreign investors to come and set up in Malaysia as well, uh, especially in Penang. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Let's say, let's say, what would be your second favorite part of Southeast Asia? Of course, Penang is the, your place, is your is your holy ground, right? Mm -hmm. Everything is Penang for you. And, and I know why, because everything is really great over there. But what is for you the second favorite place in uh, in Southeast Asia? Any any thoughts? Second favorite place, I've not really thought about that. Uh, of course, uh, for me, uh, Southeast Asia, other surrounding countries are always all for short tours and leisures. I think the yes. connectivity as well for us, you know, being in Southeast Asia, there's this Asian group where we can uh, travel around Southeast Asia, you know, without any visas and so on. So it's fairly convenient for us. It's just like traveling to a different state, just that you need to bring your passport along. So it's fairly convenient. So for us, um, even though, like for example, Thailand or Phuket, it's just uh, it's a different country. But for us, it, traveling there has never been a problem. It's fairly easy. Yes. So the good thing about yes. you know being in Southeast Asia is that uh, you get to go around. And people from yeah. other part of uh, South Asia do visit. We have a lot of uh, Singaporeans, Indonesians coming to Penang, either to yeah. to look for you know to to get medical treatments because Penang is also very famous for that in this region, uh, medical treatments and so on, and uh, things like that. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. So great, great information. Hmm. So let's look a little bit into the future, right? Future okay. is also important. Where is this world going, right? Mm -hmm. Let's just assume that there, there's no big pandemics coming anymore or uh, crazy viruses. Uh, what do you see for the future of the real estate in the region? You know, where are the opportunities? But at the same time, where do you also see some of the challenges? I mean, for us, uh, the upside uh, opportunity is tremendous uh, looking at uh, prices where we have here in Malaysia and in Penang where you can actually buy a very nice uh, development facing the sea uh, with good facilities pool nice pool and gym at, at a still a very attractive price a very low price uh, you know we're looking at around uh, 1000 uh, or, or sorry around 1000 2000 ringgit per square foot you can still get a very nice uh, condominium so, and that, that is the opportunity that we see that, you know, the, the world needs to come and see, look at Penang themselves and to understand what Penang actually have to offer apart from being, you know, uh, being, you know, having uh, a lower cost of living. We have a lot of expats uh, that came here with multinationals, work here, and when they retire, they actually stayed here and not go back to their home country. There's definitely a reason for that as well. So, um, I do see that as an opportunity and uh, in terms of uh, challenges, I believe Malaysia in general, we have been in the news for the wrong reason for the last couple of years, uh, yeah. you know, and things like that. So I believe 
uh, things will definitely get better. And I see that our state government is actually taking a lot of initiative to make our state uh, more investment friendly. Uh, a lot of uh, upgrading in terms of infrastructures and things like that, which I, I would see will help uh, the property prices in general and the demand as well. Yes, yes, mm. it's true. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that point in terms of, of there's a lot of uh, great um, opportunities coming, right, mm. for, for, for the region, uh, the beautiful real estate, all those kinds of things. Uh, and, and of course, um, do, do you see that, that we have to do, or I say we because obviously I also live in Malaysia, but do we have to do better in how we promote ourselves to the rest of the world so that, we, that people know who we are, what we have, what the opportunities are of investment? Do we need to do a better job in that? Is that our job as agents or should the government do a better job there? What, what do you believe? I think definitely yes, uh, everyone plays a role. Uh, of course, the government have to lead the way in, in terms of promoting the state or even the country uh, to the world. But everyone, especially uh, being in this line, we, we all play a role in terms of showing the world how uh, good Malaysia is. And uh, we have to show it by not only uh, data, but also how ho the hospitality that we can offer in our state, how safe is it, you know, and and things like that, you know, which is very important. Everyone plays a role. They are down to, yes. you know, the, the cleaners in the, on the, by the roadside. <laughs> things that everyone plays a role. Yeah. True. True. Mm. Wonderful. Wonderful. I like that, Kevin. Yeah. Kevin, as I mentioned in the intro, and you also just mentioned right now, you just joined uh, leading real estate companies of the world. What is absolutely amazing to have a, a Penang member there and, and to, to, to work together, collaborate with you. You also were part of our uh, APAC forum, our event. Did you have a good time? Uh, definitely, yes. Uh, met a, very, a lot of interesting people were there. Uh, great time. Great time. And that uh, gives me a little bridge to our upcoming event because uh, we will be having uh, another event coming up, but this time in Europe, mm -hmm. in beautiful Cascais, Portugal, we will have our global symposium from uh, 29th September to the 1st of October. And uh, this is going to be an absolutely amazing event where a lot of our Europe members will be there, but also people from Asia. I'm quite sure that Kevin will also be there and mm -hmm. also from the US. And we're really looking forward to, to this uh, event. So that is a quick... Uh, announcement if you have interest in that global symposium uh, please uh, see more information uh, through our website that is symposium.leadingre.com so moving forward with you kevin yeah. um let's focus a little bit on uh you know your agency and uh, and the things that you do right in the intro i already mentioned you know that you, you focus a lot on the quality of your agents right yeah good professionals uh, you focus a lot on internal training, grooming your agents. Um, what responsibilities do you do agencies have to educate their agents better? And, and what do you believe are the key skills that should be developed uh, to, to basically become successful in this industry? I mean, you asked me, right, uh, property knowledge is definitely very important. There's something, uh, without a doubt, uh, every, if you want to be in this industry, you need to know. But... Uh, on top of that, we believe in soft skills as well. That is very important, especially in the segment market segment that we are looking into, which is the the higher end uh, segment, where you need to have soft skills. Uh, you know, in, on how to actually guide your clients and uh, to to sell property to them as well, sell to their need and things like that. 
it's not about all uh, technical but it's more about emotional and that's something that is uh, very difficult to train because you have to be very sincere and mm -hmm. we like to do uh, a lot of sharing uh, especially with uh, uh, experience from our fellow negotiators on successful deals they've done and how happy their clients is and what are the steps needed to take uh, in order to achieve that and, and, and sort of things. But if you also ask me, right, I feel that um, if you want to sell it, sell properties, especially to foreigners, you have to, you cannot take anything for granted. You have to assume that simple things, you know, they wouldn't know because they are not local here. And a lot of times we take things for granted and think that, oh, they should know, they should know this, they should know that. And uh, for them, it could be a rude surprise, you know, I didn't know you, I need to do this and so on. And these are the restrictions. So we like to be very detailed on everything that we shared to them. And uh, that's, that's how we, uh, how we, how we you know, run our agency. We emphasize yes. a lot on all those very detailed uh, minor items that we feel that is very important. Yeah. Yes, very true. And, and your agents uh, do, to do really well. And mm. uh, I see that they focus a lot on high-end real estate. Yeah. Is there any particular like training or a certain framework that you follow to, to get them to that high-end real estate? Or do you think it all goes by experience and over time? What is there something special you teach them to, to go into that area? I mean, a lot of times it's all experience. Uh, it's very important because you, it's not something that you can actually learn overnight. But uh, we, what we do is that we like to do a lot of uh, sharing among, uh, during our meetings. Uh, and that, that is actually the fastest way to actually learn something when you learn from someone else's experience to see how they handle situations and challenges. So it, it's sort of a, a fast track in terms of learning. Because um, selling properties, selling one in the middle of a town and some selling something by the seaside is very different. Uh, the challenges that you face is very different. The questions that you face is very different. And how do you overcome that and, and things like that. So yeah. a lot of times it's true experience, but we try to have certain, uh, we do get outsourced uh, professionals, sometimes like yourself, to come in to give them a different perspective about uh, Yes the whole business as well. I think that's very important. You have to equip uh, our agents with uh, several knowledge, uh, not something that everyone knows. If not, you're no different from any other agents out in town, you know? So you have to equip them with a lot of different skills. Yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I fully agree. And how do you, like as a leader and as a, as the head of the agency, as we call it, right? Some, some, Parts in the world we call it brokerages, but in Malaysia we call them agencies, right? Uh, mm -hmm. How do you, as a leader, position yourself? What, how do you contribute to that? Yeah, let's call it the productivity of your agents. What, what, what do you feel you have to do every single day to make sure that keeps running? I mean, for me, it's uh, I, I play several roles in the office, but mainly is to support them, uh, to be there for them, and to help them answer uh, questions when they face any challenges and so on. So I always tell everyone that, you know, uh, I'm actually uh, serving them instead of them working for the agency or the brokerage, like what you say, uh, I'm actually here to serve them, to make sure that they are able to run their job, their business out there efficiently. And also I, I do play another role of like meeting up with developers, uh, negotiating for some good deals or even, uh, uh, you know, some special promotions uh, that we are able to market to our client or to our database and things yeah. like that so yeah 
Wonderful, wonderful, really great. Uh, well, of course, Kevin, you know, we, I would love to talk to you all day, every day. You know that we, we meet each other more uh, outside of this, uh, only this, uh, this session here right now. Uh, but mm -hmm. we cannot take too much of your time. And of course, uh, you know, we want to make sure that uh, we keep uh, all the uh, stuff relevant in this, uh, in this nice session. But I do have a last question for you. And this may seem like a little strange question, but I thought it was interesting to ask you specifically, right? Uh, because I'm really interested in your thoughts, right? Imagine you would have to just start all over again, right? You mm -hmm. need to build your, your agency brokerage uh, from scratch, right? What are three things you would focus on in your first 30 days of building your business again? And why are those things important to you? The first, uh, the three things that I'll focus in, I'll, I'll focus in in the first 30 days. Yes. Am I correct? Yeah. Um, the first would definitely be myself. I think as a head of the agency, it's very important that you focus on yourself first to know what is your plan for the business and how do you want to grow it and so on. If you, are, you do not have a clear direction yourself, I think it's going to be very difficult to actually run an agency. And I wish someone would have told me at the beginning of my career as well, it would have made things a lot easier for me. You know, the key thing is always focus on yourself first uh, before you start focusing on anything else. And if you ask me number, number two, it's probably uh, the people that you're going to work with, your admin staff, uh, which is very important, the supporting uh, group of uh, people that is going to be behind you. Because those are the people that the agents are going to rely on to run their business out there. Because the, I, I, like I always tell my team, the war is out there and we need to work very closely with each other inside the office to ensure you, know, you can do things out there you know, with less challenges and uh, you know, a lot smoother. So the, the, the admin team is very important as well. Some people do not take that, uh, thinking that salespeople are always the most important, but the admin team plays an equally important role, if you ask me. Wonderful. Yeah, I, I so much agree with that one. Yes. Yeah. Number three? If you ask me, it's the market that you want to really focus in that's very important as well. If you're running around, you know, aiming at everything that you see, then, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to be burned out. Uh, even in, in residential, there is so many different segments uh, that you can work in and it's important to narrow down on a niche that you feel that you'll be the strongest in and focus on that. Don't worry yeah. about what's happening around you, but only that, that. I think that, that, that should be the three things that you know, I should have uh, looked into during my first 30 days. Wonderful. I, I love yeah. that. I really, I really like, like the first especially the first two, right? So for, focus on yourself first, right? The best investment is always the investment in yourself, if I get mm. that right, Kevin. And the second yeah. one, the, uh, get the right people around you. I, I know your team a little bit. You have some, one of the most professional people around you, just amazing people that, that basically built this, this company together with you. You're kind of the face and the, and the heart of the, mm. of the company, but the people around you are just amazing. Yeah. And the rest is basically, okay, which market are you going to focus on, right? You, yeah. you, you centralize your, your focus on something and then you expand from there. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct, yeah. Wonderful. I, I really like it, uh, Kevin. Kevin, any, any last thoughts that you would like to share? Anything you would like to give our audience? I mean, we have a global audience here. Any final mm -hmm. words that you say, hey, this is something that I really would like to share at the end? I mean, uh, definitely our state of uh, Penang in Malaysia. If anyone who is actually, you know, looking to visit this region of the world, uh, you know, feel free to drop by our office, 
give me a ring, I will be happy to show you around on what Penang really have to offer. I mean like uh, our state uh, is not really, uh, it's unlike places like Phuket or Bangkok that is so famous uh, in the world. But I believe what we have to offer is similar or at par or even better on, on those places that you have around. Yes. Yeah. You have the best of everything, I would say. Yeah. I fully agree with that. Yeah, Penang yeah. is absolutely amazing, and I would uh, for anybody that's listening, I would definitely go in on that offer from Kevin because uh, he has a beautiful office, but he will also take you to the best places where you can have some really, really nice few, uh, food. Uh, the famous uh, Chao in uh, in uh, in Penang is uh, is just the best. If you had no idea what I was saying, just look it up, Chao. It's really a beautiful <laughs> dish uh, that yeah. uh, that you will only learn if you live in Malaysia. But uh, once you visit, it's going to be the best dish that you that you ever had. So okay, Kevin, uh, this brings us to an end of today's session. I want to thank you for your time, for your leadership, for your uh, friendship, and of course also for uh, being part of leading real estate companies of the world. It's great to have you within this beautiful community. And I want to uh, thank you and your whole team uh, for participating in, uh, in everything for the events. And uh, I hope uh, and I wish you a lot of success and great time for this year. And I hope to see you soon again. Sure, Taco. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us as well. Sure. This brings us to an end of today here at Million Dollar Question. Thank you so much for listening and we are going to see you again next time. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.